A large portion of the Jewish nation has returned to its homeland, but the heart, soul, and mind of much of the Jewish nation are still in exile mode. This state of affairs must and will inevitably change. This is Torah Nation TV from Jerusalem, and we are speaking with the head of Machon Shiloh, Rabbi David Bar Chaim. Shalom, Rabbi Bar Chaim. Shalom. How should one conduct oneself when the minyan for Arvit begins before Tzeta Kochavim, the appearance of three stars? The first thing to understand regarding this question is how this situation came about in the first place. In other words, why is it the fact that many minyanim throughout the Jewish world, both in Israel and overseas, many minyanim for Arvith in the evening begin well before Sethakochavim, the appearance of three stars. And it is necessary to understand further that what we loosely term as Arvith or Tefilat Arvith, in other words, the evening service or the evening prayer, or Ma'ariv, these are all synonymous terms, what we loosely refer to by these terms, in fact, consists of two separate miswoth. The first miswa is that of Kriyat Shema'ar, the reading of particular parashioth portions from the Torah with uh, certain barachoth that were uh, instituted by the Chachamim to be said with those parashioth. That is the first miswa. The second thing that we must understand is that which we usually refer to loosely as tefilat arvith or ma'ariv, the evening service or the evening prayer, consists, in fact, of two separate parts, two separate miswath. One miswa is that of kriyat shema, and the second is the miswa of tefilat, tefilat arvith. When I say tefilat arvith, I refer to what we normally refer to as the Shmona Isra, the Tafilat Amida. This is the part that is correctly referred to as Tafila, because the word Tafila always refers, strictly speaking, to the Shmona Isra Barachoth, the Tafila recited whilst standing, therefore also called Tafilat Amida, which consists of 18 Barachoth, Shmona Isra Barachoth. And that is referred to as tefillah. And the same is true of shaharith and minha. When we say tefillah shaharith, strictly speaking, we are referring to the shmona esre, not everything that is associated with it, not to birkot hashahar or pesukeh de zimra or kriyat shema. These are all separate units which we, for different reasons, string together, which we tend to recite one after the other. But in fact, the word tefillah refers to one thing only, and that is the prayer, that is the actual Shmona Esra And the same is true, therefore, for Arvith. Kriyat Shema, on the other hand, is a separate miswa. And the real question, therefore, becomes, both with regards to Shaharith and Arvith, the morning and the evening prayer, when, because 
Shema is recited twice a day in the morning and in the evening. Which is to come first, the Shema or the Tefillah? Is there a specific order? How, how is it supposed to work? As we all know, we have the concept of Nismoch Geula Lefila. That is to say, to recite the Shema with its associated Brachot, Brikoth Kriyat Shema, which ends with Brikatha Geula. That's why it's called Geula Lefila, to uh, recite the Shema first, which ends with the Bracha of Geula. And then Nismoch Geula Litfila, and then immediately to follow that with the Tefila, with the Shmon Esrei. This is what we do in the morning and also in the evening. On the other hand, if we take into account the fact that the Zaman, the time, the Alachic time for reciting the Arvith prayer, Tefilat Arvith, the Shmon Esrei, and the Zaman for reciting Shema is not one and the same time then we have to ask ourselves, can these things be done together? Can they be juxtaposed? Because really, one may, in other words, not just when it is, uh, when one is pressed for certain reasons, but without any uh, reservation, one may pray the evening prayer, the Tiflat Arvith, the Shmon from the moment that the sun sets, immediately after Shki'atahama, that is the Zaman for Arvith Lechatechila, as opposed to Kriyat Shema, where the Zaman is only from Seth HaKochavim, from the appearance of three stars, which takes place sometime after the sun sets. How long after depends on one's geogra geographical location and also on the season, the time of the year. In Eretz Yisrael, on an average day, the time that elapses between Shkiatah Hama, sunset, and Sefer Kochavim, the appearance of three stars in the sky, is approximately 20 minutes. In the middle of summer, it's approximately 30 minutes. And in the middle of winter, it's uh, considerably less than 20 minutes. And in other parts of the world, of course, the the, uh, these times uh, uh, change and vary greatly. Historically, in the evening, what we call today Tefilat Arvith, loosely, was done actually in two stages. In other words, first, people would uh, come to the Beth Knesset, to the synagogue, in the evening. When I say evening, I mean uh, immediately after the sun sets, for a number of reasons. First of all, because that was the, the end of the working day. Of course, when there is no artificial lighting, then work naturally ends with the going down of the sun. People would gather in the Beth Knesset, they would recite the evening prayer, that is to say the Shmonesra Barachot, and they would go home before it got too dark. Again, because uh, one did not walk about uh, when it was completely dark outside, it was not very often, it was not safe for, for various reasons. And Kriyat Shema was recited by every individual in his home, usually uh, immediately before going to sleep, which, generally speaking, again, uh, for reasons connected to uh, the lack of artificial lighting and the, the uh, 
rhythm of life in those times, people went to sleep rather early, compared to nowadays perhaps. Kriyat Shema, on the other hand, was recited by the individual in his home, usually immediately before going to sleep. People tended to go to sleep rather early. Again, there was no artificial lighting, or certainly not the kind of, of lighting uh, to which we are used today. And therefore, the home was fairly dark. They did have candles, true, but people were not very active at night. People went to sleep rather early. They recited Kriyat Shema with the Barachot immediately before going to sleep. And that was the end of the day. And that was the order of things in ancient times. When I say ancient times, I mean uh, up until the period of, at the, at the earliest, at the, the period of the Amoraim. When I say the period of the Amoraim, I mean the third, fourth, and uh, even fifth centuries, Laminyanam, according to the Christian calendar. This original practice we find mentioned explicitly in the name of Rabbi Yoshua ben Lewi, who was one of the greatest hachamim of the intermediate generation between the Tanaim and the Amoraim, or some would count him as uh, one of the first oldest members, more senior members of the first generation of the Amoraim. In his name, the the view is expressed in the Tabut Bavli in Masechet Barachot, Daf Dalad, that tefiloth ba'imsa' tikkanu, which means that the three tefiloth of the day, shaharith, minha, and arvith, morning, afternoon, and evening prayer, the shmune esrei, these are to be recited ba'imsa' in the middle, that is to say, between the two kriyoth shema, between the kriyoth shema and the morning. In other words, kriyoth shema in the morning, the shaharith, precedes the tefillah, the Shmon Esrei, and in the evening it is the, rever- the reverse. The tefillah is said first and Kriyat Shema is said later. This was the ancient practice as described by Rabbi Yoshua ben Newi. This is also what we find explicitly in the beginning of the Tamud Yerushalmi in Masechet Barachot. This is the practice that is, is presented there that Shema was not recited in the Beth Knesset, in the synagogue before Tefillah, with the Brachot, with the aim of performing that Miswa of Kriyat Shema. It was recited at home by the individual. This historical reality began to change over time. In accordance with, with the view expressed by Rabbi Yohanan, who is mentioned there in the same in that same uh, passage in the Talmud, where Rabbi Yohanan is quoted as saying, who is certainly worthy of, of having a significant place in the world to come, that is to say, who is a, considered a pious individual, that is an expression, a way of saying who is considered a pious individual. For example, someone, Zehasomech Gula, Someone who recites the Shema before the Tefillah of Arvith. We see clearly from this statement of Rabbi Yohanan 
that this was not the standard practice. He refers to it as being something that uh, a pious person, someone who is considered a bin ulam haba, that is to say a particularly pious individual, uh, such a person would behave in such a way, would make a point of reciting Shema with the brachot immediately before Arvith, but this was not what everybody was doing. Had this been the case, he would not have been able to express himself in that way. And it is clear that Rabbi Yohanan was not describing the standard practice, that is to say what most people were doing, but that which certain individuals, certain Yehidim, one could add, uh, particularly uh, noteworthy uh, Hasidim, pious individuals who had their own way of doing things, not that which, not the path trodden by, by the rabbim, by the majority, by the, by the simple or the average person. Such people would make a point of reciting Shema first before the tefillah. And why was this so important? Because this was a way of focusing one's mind and increasing one's kawana, one's devotion and uh, concentration before the tefillah, just as it is in the morning. And this was considered, therefore, a very positive thing. So for a person who could do so, uh, Rabbi Yohanan was very much in favor of such a practice. But Rabbi Yohanan must have known, without doubt, that this is not what everybody was doing. Obviously, Rabbi Yohanan, who lived in Eretz Yisrael his whole life, clearly he knew exactly what was done, what was the standard minhag and practice in Eretz Yisrael, as described in the Talmud Yerushalmi. And therefore it follows that Rabbi Yohanan's statement does not refer to what every individual did, or should do even, but rather that which individuals who, who uh, for different reasons, would not pray in the synagogue in the Beth Knesset with, with the, with the uh, public or the majority of people, people who had their own way of worshipping Hashem, their own Sederiyom, their own uh, schedule, such people could make a point of waiting a little bit longer uh, till the appearance of three stars, till Setha Kochavim, and then they could recite the Shema with the Brachot and immediately follow this with the Shema. And this did not necessarily have to be, therefore, either at the, at the very beginning of the evening, it could be done at a later point in the evening. Uh, something which we also see uh, mentioned in the Tamud Yerushami, that often Tamadeh Hachamim would study one into the night, probably much later than most people were, were awake, and then they would uh, recite Kriyat Shema before going to sleep later at night. Rabbi Hanan, with regards to such a person, says, if a person can recite the Shema and then say the Tefillah, that is an ideal uh, way of performing these Miswot, because that is uh, maximizing the, the possibility of, of having the best possible Kawanath Halev, the best a chance of focusing and concentrating on one's tefillah properly in the evening. What happened subsequently was that over time, this suggestion of Rabbi Yohanan became the standard practice, particularly apparently in Bovel, in Babylon, less so in Eretz Yisrael, at least originally. However, for the reasons that we explained before, because the end of the workday was when the sun set or was about to set and people wanted to uh, gather in the Beth Knesset, recite the tefillah and go home as soon as possible before it got uh, completely dark outside. 
therefore, these realities, these facts of life, meant that people were gathering in the, in the Beth at the same time as before. And they were not about to wait another 20 minutes or half an hour in order to uh, pray in the evening. And therefore, it began to be the common reality, although it's not uh, an ideal reality, that the people would recite both Kriyat Shema and the Tefillah before the appearance of three stars, before Seta Kochavim, because of those constraints that we explained. And therefore, it became the common reality and also therefore a, a very widespread problem that people were reciting Shema before the uh, proper time for reciting Shema. And therefore, this is discussed by all the Gonim and all the Rishonim. Why is this the case? And also, therefore, what to do? Seeing that this is the case, what is one to do in order to uh, fulfill one's obligation, in order to be, you said, the hover of Kriyat Shema? And we do not need to look very far to see that all the Rishonim are dealing with this issue, this problem, because it is a problem. The fact that most people are saying Kriyat Shema in the Beth Knesset before Setha Kochavim, in other words, before the time, the beginning of the time, the Zaman for Kriyat Shema, as explained, as stated clearly in the Mishtan, in the Talmud, at the beginning of both, in both Talmudim, at the beginning of Masechet Barachot, everyone knew that this was the reality, and therefore we find in Rashi, at the very beginning of the Masechet, Rashi says that if one reads Kriyat Shema before this time, one is not yet said the Hova. Rashi writes, and therefore he says, And therefore we are required to say Kriyat Shema after nightfall, in other words, Setha Kochavim. And then Rashi adds, And therefore Rashi stresses that seeing that the fact is that people are reciting Kriyat Shema in the Beth Knesset before the Zaman, Rashi points out that it is also the practice, it is also correct and necessary for a person to read Kriyat Shema before going to sleep, immediately before going to sleep. That which is referred to as Kriyat Shema Al-Hamita, literally Shema in bed, reading Kriyat Shema when one enters one's bed at night. If one reads the first parasha only, which as is mentioned in the Tamud Bavli in Masechet Barachot Dav Samech, and with the reading of one parasha, one is making the miswa of Kriyat Shema. So says Rashi. Rashi needs to say this and to make this point precisely because of the reality, which was that Kriyat Shema was being recited and Tefillat Arvid was being performed in the Beth Knesset before Setha Kuchavi. And it is 
also entirely clear that this issue did not present itself for the first time in Rashi's days, but rather this was the reality going back centuries. We find a number of the Geonim dealing with this issue as well. For example, on page two of Osara Geonim, which collects most of the statements of the Geonim on the various issues according to the order of the Talmud, we find the following question was addressed to Rav Haigaon, the last of the Geonim, who lived approximately 100 years before Rashi. Your question regarding a, a community which recites both the Tefillah of Arvith and reads Kriyat Shema before Seta Kochavim, and no one is able to pre- prevent this from happening. No one can convince them that they should wait half an hour or so. What should one do? What is the preferable course of action? This is the question. That a person, should a person choose to pray Arvith, that is to say the Shmonesre, with the Sibur in the Beth Knesset, and to delay reciting Kriyat Shema with the Brachot before and after, until after Seth Kuchavim. In other words, not to be not to decide not to be Somech Gura which is not what Rabbi Yohanan was suggesting, or or rather to wait till Seth Kuchavim to perform both of these Miswoth. And therefore, or alternatively, not to pray with the Sibur, either not to go to the Beth Knesset at all, or, or to be there and uh, engage in some other activity whilst the Sibur is, is praying, such as studying Torah, just to be there, uh, to be part of the Sibur, or to uh, answer Kaddish, or what have you, but to actually pray later by oneself, recite Kriyat Shema in its proper time, and also therefore be Somech Gura What should one prefer to do? So this was the question asked of Rabbi, of Rav Haigaon. What is the preferred course of action? The answer he gives is as follows. Rabbanon de Eretz Yisrael, the Hachamim, the Talmudah Hachamim in Eretz Yisrael, in his day, Hachen Avadin, this is what they do. In other words, this is not a new question. This is a well-known reality. And this is what the Hachamim in Eretz Yisrael do. The implication here is perhaps that in Bavil, the situation was somewhat different. Possibly in Bavil at this time, of Rav Haigaon at least, it had been possible to convince many of the communities, many of the Jews to delay uh, Arvith till after Seth Kuchavim. Although, frankly, this would be, to me, this would be surprising that uh, someone was able to actually change this reality. And from what we see in all the Rishonim, in the generations uh, following Rav Haigon and following Rashi, we see that this issue was very real and uh, present. So it doesn't seem that this was the uh, 
the, the overall reality. But apparently this time in, in Bavel, this was less of an issue possibly. So Rav Haigaon says, in Eretz Yisrael, this is what the Chachamim do. Maslo shel arvith, they daven arvith with the sibur, uvatar hachek kriyat shema bizmana, and they, they do not say kriyat shema at that point in the Beit Knesset, and they later recite kriyat shema. And they are not concerned about samichut gulalat fila in arvith as as much as as this is uh, desirable in, uh, at shaharith. It is less of an issue at the time of arvith. So says Rav Haigon. Wa'anan and we believe we hold hache hazana. This is what we understand. The Kriyat Shema Bo'anathat Tafei Adif. Reciting Kriyat Shema with the Brachot at its proper time is preferable to Smichuf Gula Litfila. That is the response in, in brief of Rav Gaon. And this Teshuvah is quoted by a number of the Rishonim. For example, the Rosh at the beginning of Musechet Brachot, Siman Aleph, he quotes this Teshuvah, he writes, وَشَعَلُوا مِرَبْ هَيْزَلْ لَعِيَانْ سِبُورْ شَمِتْ پَلَلِيمْ عَرْوِيثْ He quotes this very same question. According to Shema, Kodam Seth HaKochavim, Rav Haigam was asked about places where Arvith is recited before Seth HaKochavim, what should one do? And he says, وَهِشِيب, this is what was his response, بَأَرَتْ يِسْرَيْلْ عُسِيمْ كَنْ This is what he's done in Yerat Yisrael. We saw that in the original form of the Teshuvah of Rav Haigon, he refers to the Chachamim. In other words, the common people perhaps knew less and sometimes also, unfortunately, perhaps cared less about whether they were doing everything at the precise, in the precisely correct manner. But the Tamadei Chachamim certainly understood and this is what they did. And they would, as we read, they would say Arvith, the Tefillah by itself in the Beit Knesset, and they would read Kriyat Shema later. So, quotes the Rosh. So the Rosh also endorses this position. So we need to take note of the fact that we find before us two positions amongst the Rishonim. Rav Haigaon and also the Rosh, and we will see presently other Rishonim as well, state, unlike Rashi, that if faced with this reality, one should choose not to recite Kriyat Shema with the Sibur in the Bet Knesset before Seth Kochavim. One should just recite the Tefillah, the Shmoneset Barachoth, in order to be to be Omid B'Tefillah Mitoch Divrei Torah, in order to pray, having studied some Torah or focused one's mind in the correct manner, one can study uh, any, any type of Tamuth Torah, Etc. In order to have kavanah halev, to have proper uh, intention and a focused mind, and kriyat shema should be recited later. And semichut gurala tefila is less an issue. It is certainly not a sufficiently powerful reason to recite kriyat shema before its, before its proper time. Kriyat shema, of course, is a hova, whereas, as we have explained. Is not a hava in actual fact, it is a midat hasiduth. So, responded Rav Haigaon, he also said that this was the practice 
of the Tamidei Chachamim in Eretz Yisrael. One imagines this was the practice for even centuries. And this was echoed by the Rosh and a number of other Rishonim, as we shall see. This is not the position of Rashi. Rashi essentially accepts this reality, which is imperfect, and he admits as much. But Rashi says, but the Avad, given, given this reality, it is sufficient that a person says, Kriyat Shema Lamita, and recites the first parasha of Shema, and in this fashion one is Yosef Hova. And this, in practice, is what we see, uh, despite what we read in Rav Haigon and the Rosh, this is what we see most of the Kehilof uh, in this period of history, certainly. And in my experience, this is also the case down to the present day. In many, many communities, Arafith is recited before, before Setha Kochavim, particularly in the summer months, but not necessarily only in the summer. In many places, this is often the case throughout the year. This position of Rashi is quoted explicitly by the read Rabbeinu Yishayahu Ditrani in his Psakim at the beginning of Barachoth. And he says regarding Rashi's solution, so to speak, This does not seem correct to me. To recite Kriyat Shema with the Barachoth before the proper time, before Setakochavim, here we hear explicitly from the read that in his view, reciting the brachot of Kriyat Shema before Zaman Kriyat Shema is in fact a brachot of Atala. It is not the case that all Rishonim agree with this position. We have, for example, a Teshuvah of the Rashba, where he claims in the name of some of the Geonim that if one recites the Koth Kriyat Shema after the Shkiah, in other words, as long as it is no longer uh, clearly day and the sun is no longer shining or no longer visible that one may recite the brachot and is not a brachot even though seeing that the stars have not yet appeared one is not performing the mitzvah of Kriyat Shema at that point but the read is obviously not of this opinion the read holds that reciting Bikot Kriyat Shema before the Zaman is a brachot by the way this is also the position of the Gra apparently or at least we find explicitly mentioned in Ma'aseh uh, Rav and other sources, and this is quoted also in the Mishnah Berurah or the Biur Halacha, that the, in the Gra's view, if the Sibur davens early, it is better to daven alone in order to say everything in its proper time and to be Somech Gula Litfila. And this is exactly what the Rid says also, because the Rid says, Ela Nachon Be'inai, the correct thing to do in this situation is to wait till Setha Kochavim, and then to recite Kriyat Shema with the Brachot and to recite the Tefillah. And, what is, and therefore, if the Sibur is doing differently, it, this means therefore that one does not daven with the Sibur. So one can be, be in the Beth Knesset and uh, be involved in some, some other activity, as we said, or one can simply not be there at all. This is what the read tells us. And it is clear that this too is the position of the Rambam. Rambam writes in Yilchoth Tafila Perek Shelishi Alacha Zayn. With regards to reciting a Tafila before its time, the usual time, 
Rambam says, with regards to Tefilat Lel Shabbat or Musay Shabbat, it is possible to daven Arvith early. Rambam says, Yeshlo, Tefilat Arvith. Yeshlo means one may pray Arvith, Shelele Shabbat, Be'erev Shabbat, Chovem Shetishka Shemesh. One may say Tefilat Arvith for Lel Shabbat before the setting of the sun on Friday afternoon, late Friday afternoon. And one may do the same thing at the end of Shabbat, the tefillah of Musa'i Shabbat. One may recite before sunset on the day of Shabbat. But Rambam adds, And this is on condition that the person recites Kriyat Shema in his proper time. So we see clearly that Rambam allows one to recite in, on certain occasions, as we saw with regards to Shabbat, a tefillah before its usual time, specifically he's referring to Arvith. But it never occurred to Rambam that one would also recite Kriyat Shema before its proper time in order to be, to be Somech Gularet Tefillah. So when Rambam says one may recite Tefillat Arvith before the sun sets, before Shekiat Hama on Friday, Erev Shabbat, it is clear to him that one is not reciting Kriyat Shema at that time. And this is also what the Rosh writes with regards to this halacha of re- reciting Arvith early on before the actual beginning of Shabbat. That Rav, who is reported to have uh, acted in this way, obviously read Kriyat Shema later. So says the Rosh again at the beginning of Masechet Barachot. So the maskana, the conclusion, therefore, must be based on what we have seen, based on all the explicit sources, that when one is faced with this option, one may either choose to recite Tefilat Arvith by itself with the Sibur in the Beth Knesset, whereas Kriyat Shema will be recited later, after Seta Kuchavim, in which case one is not being Somech Gula Sher Arvith, Litfilah Sher Arvith, but this is not not a major concern, because we are discussing in Midat Hasiduth. Or, alternately, one may recite all of the tefillah, that is to say, Kriyat Shema, with the Brachot, and afterwards, Somich Gula Tefillah, and recite Tefillah Arvith, be Hiduth, as mentioned by some of the Rishonim, and the Gra. Either of these two possibilities is open before a person who is dealing with such a situation. This is a practical halakha uh, because this is a commonplace reality and we have to therefore discuss and uh, know exactly how we should behave in such a situation. We can also mention here that the Tamud Yerushalmi makes no mention at all of Rabbi Hanan's suggestion, the Midat Hasiduth of being Somech Gulash al-Arvith, Litfilash al-Arvith. It seems that this was not an accepted position in Eretz Yisrael, even for Yehidim to, to behave in such a way. It was the ancient practice, as we have, we have explained, as presented by, as mentioned by Rabbi Yoshua ben Lewi. It was the ancient practice to recite Kriyat Shema at night, after Sefer Kuchavim, at home, frequently, but not always, before going to sleep, but it could also be 
sometime before going to sleep. And this ancient practice was apparently, uh, it was felt that this was not to be altered and it was not mentioned, therefore, in the Talmud Yerushalmi at all. So according to the Talmud Yerushalmi, one may uh, choose to behave in, in this fashion. Thank you, Rabbi Bar Chaim. We would like to encourage our listeners to share these podcasts with friends and send in your responses. We would also like to suggest the following opportunity to our listeners. If you identify with Rabbi Bar Chaim's message and would like to sponsor or dedicate a podcast in honor or memory of a loved one, if you would like to obtain Birkon Nusach Eretz Yisrael or invite the rabbi for a speaking engagement, please email us at office at machonshilo.org.